Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Hello and welcome to Law & Order S Review here on Fanversation. This is the only Law & Order S View video podcast, that's for sure. Uh, also, I would say the longest running Law & Order S View after show. I'm making claims because I'm pretty sure I'm right. Um, which reminds me, I will, uh, I will admit before we even start, because I'm not afraid to admit when I'm wrong, I was wrong. Finn was talking to Stabler. I wanted on the record. I was wrong. <laughs> um, who was right about that, Yale? Oh, you and a lot of the fans. Um, <laughs> I was wrong, and I'm not ashamed to say it. I'm Yale Teagle. I am joined by Taylor Gates, who was correct. Taylor. Thank you. Hello. What a great introduction. Hello. I'm so excited for this. You have no idea. Um, I'm so excited as well. Felicia is here. Hello, Felicia. Hi, you guys. Taylor said that was a bet. That was a great introduction for yourself. The the person who was definitely right and I was wrong. This person, like, <laughs> I'm not. Look, I I make bold statements and I love when I'm right, but I am not afraid to say when I was very wrong and I was. Uh, before we jump into the epic crossover event, we have two episodes that we're. Well, we have one episode we're discussing and another episode that we will touch upon. Um, one and a half episodes today. Yeah, we'll get there. Sure. We'll get somewhere in the realm of there. Yeah. Um, this is season 22, episode nine, Return of the Prodigal Son. Also, Organized Crime, season one, episode one, something, something, Puglia. What, what happens in Puglia? What happens in Puglia? Thanks. Puglia. I took notes on that one, obviously. Uh, before we jump in, for those who are new to our show, welcome. Uh, if you are in a situation where you need help or if you were assaulted, please reach out to Rain. Their number is 1-800-656-4673. 1-800-656-4673. Taylor, what does 4673 spell? It spells out hope. It does spell out hope. Um, so please reach out if you need help. This show tends to go dark, and when it goes dark, our show tends to go light. So please brace yourself. Uh, I feel like we're not going to be too terrible. I say that and that I regret it. Um, this episode, but just as a content warning, we will make some jokes. And if you are in a place where that's not what you're ready for, this might not be the show for you right now. Let's leave it at that. Uh, the quick cap for... Season 22, episode 9, Return of the Prodigal Son. The squad rallies around Detective Stabler to find the suspect behind a threat to his family. Let's start with a simple question. Ladies, from the top, what did you think of Stabler's return and this episode? Uh, Felicia, we'll start with you. <laughs> wow. I don't... I, did, I, I didn't like... I don't like that he, I don't like how he had to return. I don't like what had to transpire in order for him to return. I don't like it uh, for the interest of law and order. And I don't like it at the beginning of how it kicks off organized crime either. Um, it was really, really dramatic. Like it was, it was almost too dramatic. 
I don't I don't like how Liv I don't like how Liv reacted. I don't like really how Finn reacted. I don't really like how anybody just acted like it was like, hey, welcome back, even though you just totally like ditched us for, you know, I don't know, a decade or something. But hey, I see you. Hope your wife doesn't die. Like <laughs> <laughs> I think you make some valid points. Um, Taylor. Well, I personally enjoyed it and think it lived up to the hype. I love, see, I think there was like so much angst, like, but it was kind of subtle, like Olivia pulling her arm away, like, like shoulder checking him on the roof. Like I kind of really liked it. Um, and it's just, I mean, whether that you ship EO or not, I know that's like a controversial statement. Some people are very into it, some people are not. But regardless, I just think it's really cool that in real time someone who's been gone for a decade can come back and like we can see the repercussions of that and i just think it's it's such like a special thing because how many shows can say that they can do that after building a foundation of 12 years of these people together and then he leaves for another 10 and then he comes back in real time like that's crazy and i think it was just really exciting and and like a fun reunion i don't know i i I enjoyed every minute. <laughs> I agree with both of you, um, which is weird because you disagreed. Um, I I really like, I love that, yes, real time, he was there and then he left and it was so abrupt um, that like we got to feel that and that he gets to feel the consequences of his return. I agree. Um, I also think that the dramaticness is kind of, I'm not a big drama person um, so i don't I'll, I'll say this the choice to do it at the top of the episode is so appreciated because a lot of us expected the entire episode to occur and then it to happen at the end like literally like how we met sheila you know i like, was so <laughs> ready to be sitting there watching another case knowing in the back of my mind and just like thirsting after the promo pretty much but the fact that it happened in literally like 10 seconds was a I mean, choice we were 10 years that. so i mean honestly they could just give up the goods that is true um although i was wrong that finn was in contact with stabler i was right that the only way we will get olivia and elliot together is for kathy to be dead I called that <laughs> and I was right. And I will say this episode shipped and, and uh, ship baited and fan baited and however you'd like to call it, baited the fans to a degree they've never done before. It Real was the end, baby. <laughs> it was too much. It was too much baiting. I couldn't, I couldn't handle it because it felt like they went, oh, this is what you want, fans. This is what you want. And now they're going to um, drag that out. They did go all the way in. Like, I also was anticipating, you know, that it would happen at the end of the episode. And then we get, like, a couple short, like, scenes between them. But they'd be relatively, like, case-based, if that makes sense. Mm -hmm. But it was, there was a lot that were very, like, emotion-based and about their relationship. Um, which I thought was interesting. I didn't expect it to go that direction, but yeah, I don't know. I feel like like the whole Law & Order franchise is trying to kind of usher itself into a new era, if that makes sense, like with this kind of serialized, organized crime. 
and like focusing more on the actual personal relationships. And this felt like that was very much that direction. I agree with you that it feels like we're heading that way. And I don't want it um, because that's, that's not what our show is. Um, this episode, when the episode ended and it immediately seamlessly went into the next show, I was like, okay, the entire episode was very much like a prologue to the the pilot episode of Organized Crime. Yeah. And, and I was like, was there even a case, right? Like, you know, we first of all, it wasn't an SVU case. I think it's weird that yeah. SVU took lead and that everyone was like, yup, that's cool, um, but whatever. And, and then the, the case ends with it being taken away from them, which it should have been halfway through. Um, yeah. and, and I do want to say, yes. I'm sorry, about no, that, I do think, because I watched it live, like on NBC, and then I watched it again on like Hulu. And I thought it was really cool how it did seamlessly kind of go in. Like, it, it was seamless, but like, it definitely felt like a different show, which I thought was cool. And mm -hmm. so I, did the same director direct both? Do we know that or no? I don't know if it was the same director. I can check right now. Yeah, because I don't know. I just thought it, it flowed really well. And it was like kind of sad because on Hulu, I like didn't get that like, it was not just like, no, okay, cool. you had to change. And I watched it on Hulu too. Um, I mean, like the thing about it, I love that though. They did a really great job at that. Like, that's a really good point, Taylor. Like, it just seamlessly just went into it, um, and it still changed. Like, it wasn't the same mm -hmm. exact. Yeah. You know, I've I shared um a little bit of my feelings about um organized crime when before we got this before we got the show started, and it was very different. It doesn't really feel like. Like I was watching Law and Order, and then I was watching a show that had a little bit of like sprinkles of Law and Order mm -hmm. on top of it, if that makes any sense. Um, but it's probably gonna take some time to get to know those different characters and whatnot. But um, I really just I wish I would have liked this episode more. Maybe I'm like one of those people like when you anticipate something for so long, it will never be good enough. It was never, mm -hmm. and I'm sure there's people out there who love the show that this just wasn't gonna be like a good enough reunion for them, or maybe wanted to go differently. I just. We should have known something major was going to happen when we saw a happy Elliot. When have you ever seen a 100% happy, content with his life, Elliot? Like, it was like, oh, no, yeah, yeah. Like, I kind of knew even before she passed that she was going to pass. Like, I just I just knew. Because I was like, he's just way too happy. Like, this would have been way too perfect of a moment for him, for Liv to be honored, for him to be there, for Kathy to be there and support um, it, it would have been too perfect. And I was like, he is just too happy. Like something terrible has to happen to her. So she pulled through the first time. I was like, girl, she's alive. Like maybe. She pulled through twice. And then she was randomly just like, bye, ruptured spleen. Like we're out. Um, I, I will, uh, yeah. So Daryl in the chat says fridging is so nineties though. And I will say, we'll talk a little bit about fridging, um, as we get into, I guess the show that I'm Daryl, what's with. wrong with the nineties? What's wrong with the nineties? I think I think the issue is that the fridging is the issue. Uh, <laughs> I did appreciate the flashback that Liv sitting in the hospital having that quick flashback to when baby before baby Eli was born when they were in the car accident. Um, that being the only flashback, though, seemed very odd. No, yeah. that made perfect sense because that really solidified her relationship with Kathy. Like they had, you know, some contention there. You know, you're the other woman, his partner, you're his wife. They always had contention for years in their relationship. And I feel like that single instance is like what most Law & Order fans think about when they think about 
them solidifying that relationship and letting and letting none of that matter and them kind of being turbulent like this is my family she treated in that moment that in the car crash when Kathy was pregnant with Eli like what would I do like she treated like she's my partner too um so I it made sense that that was the flashback they went back to because that's the moment where she was scared to lose Kathy and now she's also scared you know to lose Kathy again I will say you're so smart go on I think that this episode would have been a struggle for a more casual viewer because it's been 10 years since we've seen him. It's been like 15 to 20 with some of the stuff that they're referencing. So if you've seen every episode one time and then this happens, like I can see someone being like, what is going on? Like, I don't even remember any of this. So I just, I'm glad that I was like deeper into this fandom than just like watching it kind of casually because I don't know that I would have understood everything had I not. And I think that's where your point about flashbacks comes in, Yale, about like, it might've been good to trigger the memory of like certain other things <laughs> rather than just fraternity. I, I agree. I think um, also, I know a lot of fans left the show when Stabler did. They were like, I'm out. And I imagine them coming in now and being confused AF um, because first of all, there's this, there's a really great moment where Stabler's meeting Kat and Carisi. Um, I absolutely love how, how rude he is to Kat because yeah. that's Stabler um, and Kat dishes it right back. Oh, she is delicious. amazing. <laughs> Um, I love uh, when Carice is like, you shouldn't even be in the squad room. And he says, send the lawyer to the cop because he does not know that no. Carice was a cop. Like beautifully done, wonderfully done. Um, I also think what's interesting is how much Finn, because Finn like lets things roll off his back. He's very chill. But there was a time, if we all remember that Finn had an issue with Stabler. There's literally an they episode- They had issues with each other. Yeah, but Finn <laughs> wanted to leave. Yeah. Finn like put in papers, requested a transfer, had to spend the day with Stabler who was arguing with the credit card company because Kathleen and her boyfriend got tattoos using his credit <laughs> card. And, and there's a line where Finn's like, you know, it's your world, we're all just living in it. And the fact that we are like glossing over that also had issues really kind of bums me out. I think there's more that could have been said and done mm -hmm. in terms of, uh, but then again, Finn is the kind of guy who's like, we're cool. It's over. We're cool. Yeah. It did strike me a little odd that like, that's the person you keep in touch with. Like that's the part that's out of all these people. He's the one that's like crazy. Cause y'all had, I would say arguably like, in the, like back in the gap, the OG days, like y'all probably had the, most tumultuous relationship as far as squadron members go like y'all couldn't even be partners for the dang on day without wanting to kill each other um and so, so he's like yeah like so what why aren't you why didn't you tell tell me a live called or and i'm like this is such a casual conversation it once it makes me want to th think like how long have y'all been talking it can't just be that y'all start talking about him coming back into town around this ceremony time a month ago mm -hmm. It can't possibly be that it has y'all have y'all been talking longer. Like I just seemed like too familiar. Like, hey, we're just sitting back casually, and I'm casually telling you just enough to know that I have a really important job that I can't tell you about. But you still know I have a really important job I can't tell you about. I don't know. It's strange. 
I agree. Um, uh, back to the conversation of us, we were talking about how quickly it all happened. Uh, Amber says, um, I agree they waste no time. Elliot was there before I could even start my snacks. <laughs> right? Absolutely. So I thought I had time to get a drink or something. Like. Right. Like she, she's driving and we're like, oh, okay, let me grab some water. Wait, what? Wait, what? <laughs> like um, 10 years and you in 10 seconds you missed it. If you had to get something to drink, that's hilarious. How did you feel uh, about the entire irrelevant storyline of Antifa and the rioters and and the targeting cops to protect cops, January 6th people, like all of that? How did we feel about this? You want to go first, Taylor? I, or? You, you, you go. <laughs> I think that while I can certainly appreciate uh, putting real life in like what's happening right now into each of these stories every week, but every week my complaint is now going to be the same. I'm going to start this week. If you're going to put that in there, I need you to put some context around that or at least provide a resource for people to understand who and what these things are um, because it was brought up in or another um, term they used in organized crime, about BLM and organized crime. And, and then this, these, um, what they were talking, I'm just like, every week you kind of do this social justice thing, but you really don't go far enough for me. Um, so I'd rather you just like not, because you're a huge show, you reach um, millions and millions of people, like really have a fandom of people who you could truly educate by like, just providing them a resource. You can put it in your episode, but provide a resource and that never happens. And it, it's kind of annoying because I don't, I what, what we're dealing with right now is like, very, very serious in terms of, of race and, and our political climate. Like, I don't think I need to stress that to any adult who's lucid. Um, but um, so like, if you want to use for entertainment value, I get that, but let's put some context behind it. It's not just for entertainment. Like, I don't think it's fun and games because there are people who are doing what this person is put bombing police cars. There are people like actually doing that. So if we're going to point fingers or we're going to talk about different things, like let's provide some education about it. And let's not just assume that people are going to educate themselves because they're not. Yeah, that's it. That's good... to my TED talk. No, that's a really good point. I feel like you're absolutely right. It was, it was a launch pad for like Elliot's character rather than being like an actual issue that they explored. I think, and I think if you're gonna tackle a topic that's that big and that like heated and important right now, that should probably be the whole episode rather than just like kind of a subplot in the background. Um, I understand that it was like relevant and also kind of you know, brings up Elliot's like old school mentality and like all of that, which I appreciated, but it still was just like a subplot when it probably should have been the main plot in like a different episode. Like we could have, you know, launched it by doing something else probably for this one. I I agree with both of you. I think that um, it's odd to have this case that had nothing to do with anything. Um, I think it's odd that Stabler, who when Finn is like, yeah, the, you know, the bomb people were like, it's probably, this seems like a terrorist situation. And he goes, oh, I was afraid of that. Sir, if you were afraid of that, you would have brought that up at the beginning. Um, and Kat says even the whole thing that like starts that whole train of thought, she says it's probably not relevant or it's probably whatever she says, but there was curfew protests. Um, there were pickup trucks with flags. And I was like, okay, I see what you're, I see what you're getting. At. I see who you're describing. And then mm -hmm. we meet our guy, Jacob Peters, who um, has arrests, who was at the January 6th riots. Like 
we have all of that. It goes nowhere. It has nothing to do with the story. And we don't really address any of it. Um, so I agree with you all. And I think that it it could have, if we were going to go that that route, like, let's do that. Let's tell that story. But it was, we wasted a lot of time. And to bring up, you know, what uh, Taylor was saying, that it does bring up how Stabler's behavior is in interrogation as a cop. Any, any person they put in that room with him, Stabler would have behaved that way. When he yeah. starts rolling them sleeves up, y'all just watch out. Once he starts rolling, everybody knows. And I was like, they did. I, they, I was like, that's. I love that scene. I, mean, I hated it because obviously you're like Olivia. You are past making mistakes <laughs> like this. You are past that, honey. I don't know why he came back around and you reverted, but you are. You should be past this now, especially in your position to know not to do this. But I think they did it for for definitely for us as fans to see him back in an SVU interrogation room and doing what he does because there are so many episodes. Literally, I'm probably somebody's a Christ superhero out there can like tell you how many times he's rolled his sleeves up before he starts to put his hands on somebody. That's what he always does. He gets serious. Like his character just, you know, does it. Um, and in fact, it was like another like old school episode. I think he was like going undercover and they were like, everybody show your forearms. And I was like, this is uh, That episode was on just the other day and it's the first episode where um, we have... Um, uh, Jeremy Irons as a guest star as uh, the psychologist. Sorry, <laughs> sorry, everybody. Those are really great episodes. I was like, that's like he, you know, his forearms. That's him. Like he runs, his forearms are out. Run. Um, it's interesting because back to the Finn thing. You know, later there's a conversation, and Finn says at the end of the day, he's a good cop, and. No, I'm sorry. Look, we love Stabler. We we do as fans. We love Stabler. As people who understand what good policing is, Stabler is, he's not a corrupt cop, but he's not a good cop. No, the fact I do. He was adamant about it too. He was adamant. But later Benson says, I have these quotes because I was like, are we saying this? Um, Benson says, um, you know, like I'm not making excuses for him. He just cares too much. Yeah. No. It's I, but I will say, I do like that they have people who do push back on that now because we didn't really have that a whole lot when he was here the first time, I don't think. Now we have Kat kind of like, oh, half things change. Like, Kat's bringing it up. We have Garland, like, being like, mm, I don't know about this guy. We have um, even, not to get too into organized crime, but I think that Elliot's, like, supervisor, Bell is kind of like, mm. you better watch your step. So I do appreciate that we have people pushing back on that notion because I don't think that there was a lot of that like in the first twelve seasons he was here. And so I don't know. I think it adds kind of, you know, texture and depth to like people's loyalties, kind of blinding them to certain things and like the new people being more objective. And so I do appreciate that fact at least. Even on Rollins, when she was talking to Olivia and she was like, Hey, throwback name, when Nick Amaro was here, <laughs> I know it was really hard for Nick. I mean, I, I, really, I, I really like Nick. He's like one of my favorite characters. Really sad he's anyway. But, um, and he's hot. But um, mm -hmm. Nick Amaro was even <laughs> describing how hard it was for him to fill Stabler's shoes. Like, and I just recalled, like, she really was kind of nasty to him. And she really, like, was impatient with him and very short with him. Like, kind of like a, a little kid who you, like, you don't want to run, like, have to watch mm -hmm. babysitter a little cousin or something like that. Like, that's kind of how she treated him. So she gained, like, respect. Obviously, her relationship grew. But even Rollins pointed that out, like, hey, even before, I never met this man, but there was a shrine to him when I got here. So I just thought that was weird. 
And it was like, oh, maybe people have been feeling this way all along and now they're pointed out to Olivia. Maybe she could see it a little clearer now, even though I do think uh, she regressed a little bit because she said, you don't understand. He was the first one to have, he's the only one to have my back. Yeah, and she said, nobody looked out for me the way Stabler did. What an F you to Finn. What an F you to Finn. Because baby, he Finn has been there for you. Finn has given you words of encouragement. Finn has always had your back from what I can recall from all these episodes that I've watched. Y'all just didn't have a lot of interaction because that was a writer's decision probably for you guys. That type. Your interaction didn't need your relationship to be like how it is today because there were other people to fill in those gaps of, in the storylines. And But he always had your back. So I thought that's such a... He's like been her right hand for... Yeah. A decade since they were left yeah. in the cold. Honestly, I was like, oh, oh, do you not remember Cragen covering for you? Do you not remember Finn covering for you? Literally, literally uh, the whole situation with Dodds and the letter that went around that Finn found and held for, like, oh, how could you, you not have do had a job had it not been for those people? You should have not had a badge or been a, a sergeant, a captain. Like, that wouldn't have happened without Finn and, and Cragen. And even mm -hmm. much, um, just, like, providing, like, support you know the camaraderie so don't only say stay you just you just long for his affection and approval the most out of everyone it's just that not that he had your back the most you just longed for his validation the most mm -hmm. yeah i mean i, I think never anything bad of... about olivia oh my god no no you're you're right i just think that she's kind of blinded by these Absolutely. intense emotions coming back and bubbling to the surface and I really did enjoy seeing them interact a lot and seeing like her reaction to it because i feel like that is i mean she is like she is the show. Everyone else is the show too, but she's been like since day one, kind of like the face of it. Um, so I really appreciated that we that we got that. But I do hope in future episodes. I know he's not going to be, you know, around SVU all the time. So he's going to be doing but organized there are crime stuff. Be crossovers that has been confirmed. Yeah, I just know it's not going to be every week. I guess is what I'm trying to say. Yeah. But I hope that we do at least get. I mean, we touched on like obviously him meeting Carisi and Cat and things, but I really want to see how they react to them and see them kind of like form their own sort of relationships with him instead of him just being like, because he was just like this figure, this myth almost mm -hmm. for a while for them. So I think it'd be so interesting and fun to see like their perspective on him because this was definitely filtered through Olivia's perspective, I think. So it'd be really cool to see him through different people's eyes, I guess. I They're would probably love it. I would love the cases to overlap and 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 intertwine. Um, Amber also points out Anthony Edwards' character, who <laughs> Dan has lied and saved her ass. Absolutely. Um, as a reminder, he was her partner before uh, Stabler. Um, and we met him when his son raped a girl, and then he tried to get Olivia to cover that up. But he, obviously she didn't. Um, so, yes, great points. Other people had her back. forgot about that. <laughs> um, oh she man, she's something just, special. She, she's a yep. she's giving me very pick me. Okay, I didn't want to have to say it because again, I've never said anything bad what? about her before. But she's giving me very pick me, and I've literally, I've literally never. I, I feel so terrible. I've really never said a bad word about her character, but it's just like she's very much still longing for that validation, and I'm just like, what you seek is in, inside of you, girl. Like, stop, stop, stop seeking for him to validate you than you. Um, Zach also wants to point out, uh, Declan Murphy looked out for her too. Yes, we're talking about like old school who who had her back in the beginning. But yes, yeah. everybody's had her back. 
Honestly, especially but, us. Right, we've had her back. We're just pointing okay? out some things. Where's uh, my shout out? Um, first of all, child, you have not been there from the beginning because you were too young to watch. Because I would have been three, but okay, let's call me out again. Yep, calling you out. So where's my shout out? I'm old. All right. Um, I'll let okay. y'all fight over that. Thanks. Uh, all right. So I'm like trying to remember what else I wanted to talk about in terms of story. Um, oh, I have one more point. I just realized. Yeah, go for it. When you're talking about uh, Carisi and um, Elliot being like, well, uh, that's coming from the lawyer to the cop. And then when he went to the jail to go talk to the guy, he was like, yes. oh, DA, I made y'all for a cop. And it's, it's so funny because Carisi's just in this like limbo of his character still really like transitioning to that DA thing. And it, every time I see him, it's like he's putting on a, a barber costume or something. Yeah. It's not like he's kind of like fully in his own uh, uh, coming into his own as a DA. So it's just so funny because some people will be like, oh, you're DA. They're like, no, nah, no, nah, you're a cop. Like they can like still kind of, I guess, sniff him out a little bit. So I thought that that was interesting. That was, it was mentioned twice in the mm-hmm. in the story, um, in the episode rather. I agree. I made notes of both of those. I totally agree. Um, for those who are asking, I, I really want to make sure we're clear on this. This is an SVU after show. We will be discussing uh, a little bit about what happened on the organized crime episode as it relates to SVU, as the show continues, we will not be covering organized crime. We will address crossover events or discussions as they happen. So if Stabler appears on SVU, obviously we'll talk about that. If Benson appears on organized crime, we'll be discussing that as well, but we will not be going into the entire story, which we eventually get to in our episode of SVU. so as you were saying, Carisi and Finn go because we have this familial match. It takes us to some guy, Linsky, who's in prison, um, who does not turn on family. Uh, but then we find out he has a wife and two mistresses, and one of these women wanted him home, which I find hilarious, uh, which gets us to Sasha, his nephew, who is a low-level thug who does odd jobs, um, which takes us to this weird... Iron Triangle, uh, which is Russian, Italian, Albanian. I Googled. I don't think this is a real thing. You shouldn't have Googled. You should not have Googled. I wouldn't have Googled. (laughs) They're coming for you, okay? It's not a real thing. It could be based on a real thing. What does it say? These are based on true events. No. no. Wait, I have a a really important question. It's going to take us on a little detour, but in Hot House, Mm-hmm. Were, were their last names not Linsky too? Was there not a person named Sasha Linsky on that? There could have been. I'm going to be honest. They use a yes, lot of the same names. I want to cross over with the Hot House people. Because they're, they're Ukrainian. Oh, well, I mean, who knows? That's, that's not Russia or Albania. Well, no, but it's close to Russia. That's true. Um, I mean, they could be cousins for all we know. Let's do it. <laughs> I've cracked the code already. Episode one. <laughs> well, you were right about the last episode, so now you're right about this too. That's true. Um, yes. So anyway, we then get this. We meet this Sasha guy. There's a weird sentence um, that I feel like I, I want to address, but I'm gonna. Uh, okay, I'm saying it. I'm saying it. Yeah. Um, there's a weird part where they look at a photo of him and they say he doesn't look like international terrorist. Which is a very odd statement to say. And then we saw him and I went, 
I think they're saying he's white and looks like a domestic terrorist. Is that what they're saying? As opposed to international? Like, what? That's how I interpret it because it was a very weird statement. My, what I took from that personally was that he's this scrawny little dumb kid. (laughs) Like, he just doesn't have the presence to like be Be smart enough to do anything. Yeah. I mean, which is not like accurate or true, as we've seen, especially here lately in the United States. Uh-huh. But he just looked dumb and scrawny and like didn't like he look like he had any power is what I interpreted them saying when they looked at that. Hmm. I could I could see where Yell is definitely coming from because like they do they will do that in this show like kind of make you be like wait a minute what did you what did you mean by that? Um, but I, initially I took it as like he just looks weak and like he doesn't look like anything to I be just scared think- of. And maybe I misheard it, but I could have sworn the emphasis was on the word international. International. Mm, interesting. I don't know. It could have been. I mean, I don't disagree with you, like, at all. It just, <laughs> it's just is a weird thing to say. Yeah, um, it's a strange. I, and then I saw him and went, uh, again? All right. Um, anyway, so... Then we get to Creasy's pretty genius plan of arraigning him to make a deal. Very, very smart, very clever, because this guy clearly doesn't know what he did. Um, I do like that. I do like that they're working this lower level guy who was hired to do a job and has no idea what he was actually hired to do. Um, but or then the, we get or the person who was hired to defend him didn't know what he was hired to do either. <laughs> right. Also, it's so bad because it's like not funny, but it was so funny. It's like, oh. Well, sorry, I just got this case this morning. <laughs> like, I'm like, that poor man. He's struggling so much. It's a weird commentary. Get it it's a weird commentary on our criminal defense system. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. It's not funny. It's like very sad. But like the actor brought some comedy to it. Was his, yeah. It was his face when he thought when yeah. he believed his lawyer thought that he had shoplifted. He was like, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Oh my god, like what? Like this is guys defending me. Imagine y'all. Imagine be like, hey, you can't afford an attorney, so you're gonna get a court appointed attorney, and you get up there and then they go <laughs> and they're talking about somebody totally different. You're just like, Oh god, okay, I'm going to jail. Like I'm going to jail. Like, I'm going to jail. Like, At least he up. knew it to say not guilty. Would have been worse if he was like, You were pleading guilty to shoplifting. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Um, all right, so then the mob lawyer shows up. That's what I'm calling him. Um, and uh, and then our guy dies. Gets a hot shot, um, which takes us to Carisi visiting Linsky. Says, you know, they know that the DA visited you twice. You're on borrowed time, which gets us to the chop shop, which takes the case away from SVU. That's the story of the episode. Yeah. Weird. Yeah, that was weird. Um, but that takes us into organized crime and what happens in Puglia. Don't say it like it hurts, Yell. Yell is is saying it like it it physically hurts. hurts. Here's the thing. Here's what happened. So we've been following the news about this show since a year ago when it was announced. Yeah. And and then we saw that uh, Dylan McDermott was, uh, you know, cast as a regular and um, Tamara, well, I'm so sorry, I don't have her name. One second. Tamara Taylor, because I know it's not Tamara Tooney. Um, I know, I also said that too. That's what I was like, I got to look this up. <laughs> Tamara Taylor, also a series regular. And I assumed 
that that is our squad. Me too. Sure, that yeah, was too. so. I'm watching this episode, going, "She's a professor. How is she going to join the team?" Wait, he's no, the star literally. of the mob boss. Oh, okay, cool. That's why he joins the team. Wait, he's the bad guy. I am so with you. I had to watch this the second time to like fully understand who these people were and what was going on because I had the same exact thought that you did. I was like, okay, so they're all going to work together. And then I'm like, it doesn't look like they're quite working together. Like, what's going on? And so I, I, I had the exact same journey that you did, I think. It was yeah. confusing because you think you know. I really thought, I was like, oh, this is it. Like, okay. Even I think we might have mentioned it like, the diversity of the squad. We were like talking about this. Like we were like, yeah, they are on the same team. Like, yeah, like they're in the same jersey. Like, no, they're not. They're on opposite team. Surprise. Like, oh, okay. Also, I don't really believe him as the bad guy, but we'll see. <laughs> I thought um, he was so funny. It, we're talking about that, Dylan. That Herman, little right? yeah. yeah, that that little meatball. The meatball. Yeah. Um, <laughs> first what? of all, I'm I'm not a fan of of all of this fat shaming. It like really is annoying and takes me out of the episode. Is um, that like? Mean? No, he like talks when he was talking to him about how he used to be fat. He's like, oh, just oh. Like, I was like, stupid meatball. Now you're not. And he called him like, so stupid. Yeah. yeah. I'm like, oh, oh, okay. I was like, is meatball a, a a joke at weight? Like, I didn't even realize that. Well, that no, that now meatballs. I mean, Same, I, think, I, think, uh, <laughs> I think if you want anything to be a cruel joke about weight, um, you can really do that. Anything food related, it's not That's hard. True. If someone wants to be cruel, um, yeah, I, I, I have some. Um, okay, we're moving nicknames. on. Nicknames, yeah, I'm a, I'm a. I, no, it's not even bad. I would not ever say it's not pizza money, but I'll talk to y'all about it after. It's an embarrassing story. All right, all right. It's not drink or dare, so I'm not going there today. <laughs> Um, uh, so yeah, so it turns out that Dylan McDermott is playing uh, Richard Wheatley, who is son of um, the big bad uh, mob boss. Um, oh, he had like a very, very Italian. Oh, he was Sinatra. Sinatra. It was like it was very like... confusing name, Manfredi Sinatra. Um, I think it's a no relation to Frank. To okay. Yeah, it's no, no relation to Frank. Sinatra to do that. I was very. I was like, are that is that a nickname? Because he like does music. Like I really thought that's what it was. I was like, oh, that's his actual name. We're, okay? Yeah, we're just <laughs> using this name and tarnishing it. Um, so rude. Um, but in organized crime, aside from all the mob stuff, which. Look, the episode sets up the series. It very much feels like a mini series because it's going to be a season long story. Mm -hmm. Um, So, you know, watch that. But let's talk about uh, Stabler and his family because we have this funeral that only the kids and Arando, who I can only assume is Maureen's husband, attends and Benson. I want to believe, it took me a long time to get to this, and I want to believe that the reason they did not invite Stabler's mother, Finn, their friends and family, uh, is because of COVID. Like, I have to believe that is why there was no one else at this funeral, because they lived in New York for so many years before moving to Europe. So the fact that no one came to that funeral is heart-wrenching. Yeah, that's very true. I also think they just didn't want to pay Stabler's mom to come back. 
that's fair. That is fair. She is, I believe, an Oscar-winning actress. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. I, I think that. This that, already felt and like what, what would she episode. have contributed? What would she have really contributed by coming back? Like, what, I mean, what would she it's have, a funeral you know? for Kathy. Stabilize okay, I know. I know. In our, in our, in our reality, yes, someone's mother-in-law should be at their funeral. Right. But in the Dick Wolf universe, she wasn't probably going to add anything, so we didn't need her to fly in and get those tests and get COVID tested and bring someone else into this. And it's probably it's true. I mean, I, I, I've unfortunately been to a funeral during COVID and you really can't have, even graveside, like you really can't have anybody there. So I just was like, oh, mm-hmm. it's coronavirus and they don't have. And also like, if we point out too, he dropped Liv for 10 years. If you don't think there's other people who he just dropped out of his life and moved on, like I, I think we'd be like really like, remiss like miss that sure. point of that he probably yeah. dropped some people too so maybe that's why they you know didn't really show up he didn't even tell anybody he was coming into town so who would even have known and who would have you know time i'm sure the yeah, house but- is full of flowers and kentucky fried chicken thank you i just i just feel <laughs> like w- what we see is that that dickie and kathleen are living in the city um we see that because they are there uh, at the hospital they're the only ones yeah. so they at least have family and friends who would come um, uh, I also, I'm going to point this out for everyone who's wondering, um, mm-hmm. Kathleen and Dickie are in fact the same actors. Kathy, obviously the same actress. Maureen is someone new going by Mo. Um, I'm assuming that other dude is her husband, but also he could just be some other dude. And Elizabeth, who you may not remember is Dickie's twin sister that does exist. Uh, also a new person. <laughs> I am shock that is the same dicky that blew my mind he looks so different i thought he was maureen's husband at first but his facial hair makes him look unrecognizable to me because i've watched the episode where he's like older and he gives him some that trouble whatever several times and he's like some justin bieber haircut looking kid mm. and now who are you you've morphed into someone different i know it's been a while but still like that was wild. I thought the me. same thing. I was like, it like kind of took me out the episode. I'm like, that's him. That's him. That's him. Oh, wow. Okay. Wow. Didn't expect that. It's kind of like when you see, um, who's the little boy who stars in that movie, The Sixth Sense? Oh, Haley Joel Osment. Yeah. Then yeah, we, we were him. like, whoa. I didn't I've think seen him. Like that. <laughs> crazy. Like it was kind of like one of those things. Yeah. I um, also, it's so funny to see them older to me because they all look like roughly the same age except for Eli I think and like it was very easy to know who was who like in the yeah. original because there was an obvious age difference and now I'm like is that Maureen or Lizzie like I like, can't even keep them straight I know Kathleen because she looks the same but the other two I'm like I don't know which one you are I gotta be honest um she we have an answer exactly the same we have an answer from uh, Amber thank you Amber uh original Maureen is a physician in Florida that explains it because we were for her. very sad that she wasn't yeah, her. Um, yeah. Well, I mean, look, women in STEM, it was like National Doctor Day. Hey, good for yeah, her. Yeah, good for her. Um, and that. thank her for her service. Yes. <laughs> um, all right. So you laughing at me? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> She's helping out. She's a frontline worker. Yeah. Yes, absolutely. Right. Let her make I thought you meant her, wait, wait, thought you her service. I thought you were her service on the show. That's why I was laughing. No, no, because you're a frontline worker. I'm not. (laughs) Look, 
Whatever. I didn't say it about original Elizabeth. Yeah. Let her be an extra in the hospital. Um, I need it. I want her to re new meet new Maureen. All right. Um, uh, also, in the if this is what I think is also wild, uh, Noah appears in organized crime. Is in a scene. Stabler is there. She does not introduce them. Oh my goodness, the shade! I can't even imagine. That's what I'm saying. That's why I did like it and feel like. I don't feel like, I mean, obviously she has emotions there and she's like very shaken up about him being back, but she doesn't just give him a pass. Like she is like, I can't do this. We're not talking about this. Don't hold my arm. Like and I did appreciate that because she's not just, I mean, she's comforting him because obviously she's going through something like crazy that she would, would do for someone. But um, beyond that, she's like mm, a little bit of the cold shoulder, which I appreciate. So let's it. let's talk about their very very slow reconciliation um, because we have, as you were saying, we do have some conversations. First, we have conversations about like reminding him that we don't do police work this way, and his statement of like, "I was in Europe, not living. I was living in Europe, not under a rock." Like, are you sure, sir? Because um, <laughs> it reminds me of an episode where he went to Europe to chase down a um, guy who kidnapped that girl um, and was doing child porn. And um, he starts beating him up and he's like, you can't touch me here in America. He goes, we're not in the States. And then he kicks his ass. So I'm pretty sure that he was living under a rock in Europe. Um, But aside from that, we have the conversation in the hospital where he's like, I'm sorry, it is your house now. I understand that. And she's like, we don't have to have this conversation right now. Um, and she's like, okay, you want to do this now? Are you sorry for leaving, for not giving me the courtesy of telling me, for walking away? You were the single most important person in my life and you just disappeared. Um, and he says, if I heard your voice, I wouldn't have been able to leave, which 100% feels like fan baiting. Um, yeah, <laughs> I'm not mad though. <laughs> And then in the in organized crime, he gives her the letter, which I think is, I think we should have started there. We should have started with the letter. I think he should have been like, I'm sorry. And then given her the letter and that's it. And let her take her time. Um, and then at the end of the episode, she's read the letter and wants to talk about it. And let's discuss this for a second. I know we don't want him to be a bad cop, but I think old Stabler would not have his fingerprints all over a body and then leave and make an anonymous call to the police. With yeah, his hand sloppy. over his mouth as, with his tooth to disguise <laughs> his voice. Because as right. soon as you put your hand over your mouth, it becomes a voice changing system. I don't know if y'all knew that. It just I just, didn't. It's a is totally that, different voice. That's a totally different voice. <laughs> My voice is deep enough. I don't know what to do. I don't want to go deeper. Does this work? Does yeah, I go higher. Yeah, it's perfect. When when I go low, you go high. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, so is I'm going to ask anyone watching us live here. Uh, I see there are a lot of you, and I appreciate you being here. Is is Stabler a bad cop? That's a good poll question. That well, is. I'm not, I'm, you, you tweeted, I'm not opening that door. <laughs> I'm happy to open that door, but if you would like to share some thoughts and you're watching us live, you're welcome to. If you're listening to our audio version, you are also welcome to leave us a comment wherever you're listening. Um, 
but the opening the guy's eye on the Ferris wheel thing to open his phone. Yep. I was like, Oh, that is nuts. Look, the, he was a little hands, floppy. He was his hands floppy. were on the thing, right? They were on the gate thing. Yeah. It was on the button to stop it from moving. Those are things that are not uh, explained. Like he can't explain those away. His hands are on the body. He took the phone. He touched the face. Yeah, his, yeah. Uh, his supervisor is going to have a time with with him. Um, yeah, it's going to have a really hard time with him because he's just never really good at like listening to what people... I, you know what? He's not good at listening to directives and he's also not good at just like be in the actual moment, my dude. Like, f- focus on what you're trying to do at the, in the moment. He's always one thing ahead. Like, even when he got the message, like, your supervisor is literally talking to you about this case. In your mind, you're on the next thing. You leave Kathy's funeral, and you can't even go out to eat with the kids. And your youngest son, who is especially upset, with a gray head of hair, by the way, who's especially upset, and because you're on to the next thing. You're never, he's never, like, actively participating in the situation that he's in. He's trying to like be a step ahead to solve a problem, but he's like really creating problems. So I guess maybe this first episode is just the groundwork. I mean, obviously to the whole season, um, but I told you guys when I watched it, I thought I was watching a movie more than I was actually watching a television show mm-hmm. or like, like Yell Point Out kind of seems like a, a limited series type of vibe. Mm-hmm. Like, like I watched the first installment, there's gonna be like eight more, and then Netflix is never gonna bring it back. Like something like that. Not like I'm watching like, thirteen, um, but yes. <laughs> like not like I'm watching like cable television uh primetime drama. Right. Like, it didn't really give me that. But definitely gave me drama, but not cable television drama. Or so here's whatever. here's here are the thoughts in the chat for those who are listening. Um the question was, is he a bad cop? Daryl says, yes, he is a bad cop. <laughs> no, um, Danny says, cop. no. Oh. Ahmed Al-Niyama says, yup. Yep. I'm sorry if I butchered your name. Um, Laya says, I think he's mm. good intentions, but he's not a good cop. I think that's fair. That's very Amber yeah, says, he's the type of cop that people will protest against. Rolls up sleeves. Also fair. <laughs> Um, so yeah, I will say, uh, just is that, I'm quick, guessing that's the excessive force that, that she's referring to, like his use of excessive force. His use of excessive force, I mean, honestly, if we want to look back, and luckily Garland looked at his file and was like, Here are all the cases that we've seen, like you have, you know, shootings and and reprimands and excessive force. And look, we all know that Tucker had it out for him way before he dated Olivia, which I also cannot wait for her to tell him about. Um, oh, that's going to be so good. Finn, Finn did mention that. And I kind of wanted to ask you guys, did you think like Finn, when he sat down and had that, that sit down with Ellie and he started to tell him about Olivia's life currently, did you guys watch that and think, oh, that's a little, like he crossed the line. Do you think you just kind of like filling him in to like help him get in better with Olivia to like reconcile? I think what he chose to talk about was very interesting. Yes. Very interesting. That, again, felt very much like fan baity, um, being like, it took her time to get over you, those words specifically. Um, and then she, you know, had some guys, it was serious. Like, and one you'll find know. very in, in particular, or very, whatever right. he said about the one yeah. you find in one, particular. He said one, he says one was really serious. Is he, is, 
are they talking about Tucker? Because she's had like a multiple pretty serious relationships. Right. I was right? like, is it Cassidy or Tucker? Like me too. And then I was like, David Hayden was like somewhat serious. Also, miss Harry Connick Jr. a little bit. But I don't. I don't think that that's who he was referring I to. I doubt was, that one. I think but... it was Tucker. But like, so it was like Cassidy was there. Hayden was there. Like she's had. You know, a couple it of was like the ones, I think. Yeah, yeah, but one you like one he said something along the lines of one one that it's like in particular. Like he pointed out one in particular and I was just trying to figure yeah. out who was that per also I feel like it was a really just a huge overstep of this is a huge overstep. Like don't talk about my kid. I'll tell anybody that I have a kid. Don't and because you don't because cops and journalists ask questions. So then it's like, oh, she had a kid. Well, where's her baby dad? Or how did she acquire right. this child? And then it's like, you know, you just don't volunteer information about people's lives um, casually over dinner. You just actually know, talk about yourself. You know, don't talk about other people. Like, maybe bring yeah. up the fact that you're married. Right. And you can't tell your wife, I love you on the phone. <laughs> oh, and then you have a grandkid. Like, what? Finn, you have stuff going on. Um, I, I, I do. the pop-up. Yeah, because Ken and um, Alejandro, they have a kid. Um, so, yeah. No, I, I think it was weird. Um, I think it was weird that Finn was like, let me tell you these things. That felt very much like a scene to the fans, uh, less so. Also, uh, there was an interesting, Brooke says, I just want to add, I thought it was interesting when Elliot uh, was in Rome and Olivia and Tucker went to Paris um, but also what I thought was interesting is that he was the liaison to Italy. Um, do we not recall? I believe it was the this episode, season. It was. This yep. ep- yes, it was. The, the also now they both, yep, they both speak Italian. Italian. <laughs> <laughs> I like that. Um, I think that's an interesting choice. If they choice. make pasta to get together, I'm going to stop watching both of these shows. If they try to make them like have like a little Lady in the Tramp moment, I have to go. <laughs> Here's oh the thing. Oh my God, I'm ready. <laughs> I genuinely think this return, um, Olivia's, you know, hesitation to, to listen to him. She's not ready. The letter, Kathy's death. I see all of this as obstacles to slow them down, to drag it out to bait the fans. Um, yes. Right. We, we Listen, I'm already on the hook. Without mentioning, Kelsey Stabler on her deathbed talking about their chemistry. <laughs> it's like, huh? Like, this is wild. I I have the, well, I'll say the quote for the, uh, for the, our quote segment, because I don't have that many, but that was okay. one I, I do want to, but just to touch on this, like, she is using her final breaths to talk about how they were in sync wow. and how she can't believe they haven't talked in 10 years, which I thought was so, like, funny and just, like, a choice. Honestly, I agree with you. I think that was odd. I also think what's interesting is um, Kathy's, like, he said, when Liv's, like, she's, like, you didn't talk to him for 10 years? She's, like, no, I haven't spoken. And she's like, he said that too. I didn't believe him. Which reminds me of later when Liv is talking to Rollins and she's like, it started off rocky and then, you know, we got close. And there's a part where, you know, if we remember when uh, Kathleen was dealing with, uh, when she was undiagnosed with bipolar and she was like, have you ever slept with your partner? Like this entire, the entire Stabler family believes Mm. that Ellie and Olivia have been together. (laughs) They all seem convinced regardless of what, we know to be true and what has or hasn't happened 
they believe <laughs> that they've been together and everyone is like accepted it like yeah we've accepted that they have slept together or maybe like happy straight I, up threw in the towel yep <laughs> you think so i think maybe it's like a, a comment on like someone's bond right so like t- usually we don't get to see in media or even our own lives like platonic relationships between men and women that are very deep um, a lot of times I think like outside forces tell people when they have those types of bonds with people that that means you should be romantically linked together. And that's not mm-hmm. always true. It's sometimes better to have a friend. And I think some like their bond and their chemistry is just so strong. It's like you can only rationalize by being like, oh, yeah, you guys want to jump to this bones, or you guys have jumped to this bones. Y'all chemistry and y'all bond, your bond is so tight. It has to be more than just a deep friendship. Like it has to be more than that. And um. I mean, in, in 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 a show, it probably is. But I, I think in real life, um, people can have those connections with someone else and be oh, close absolutely. to other people. Yeah, but I, um, yeah. but I don't know if they've accepted or maybe Kathy just accepted their bond. And also, let's not be let's not forget when they were separated. I think Kathy had maybe Kathy had somebody, and then also too, he had messed with Danny back in the Gap too. They he just around kissed. Kind of with, they just kissed. They did more than him and Olivia did. And seven years. Olivia was gone and it was six episodes. It wasn't even one season, but uh, <laughs> yes, it's da- Olivia was gone, which is why Danny was there. He was going through his divorce. They kissed and then he went and impregnated Kathy. <laughs> yeah. I just like, I, I, I agree with you, but like, yes, <laughs> this could for sure, like in real life be a just very strong platonic bond. But like it's it's the baiting for me. Like we've had them like in wildlife. I mean, she's pretending to be a hooker. We have bombshell them pretending to be a couple. They pretend to be a married Yo, couple. That swingers like, episode. So much. That swingers episode was the one. I was like, oh, some head bombshell, baby. Yeah. It's okay. <laughs> um, I will say this. Uh, if the show is if the show is just continuing to bait us in this way. I don't feel it's necessary. I feel like I, I'm with Felicia. We don't often see a platonic relationship between a straight man and a straight woman um, who are single. So I, I think it is very rare. Um, and and platonic friendships do exist. Um, you know, so I think that's nice. And I think that we could do that. The baiting is fun for the shippers. Um, but if we're going to... if if they're end game, then let's start heading in that direction. Mm. Um, I think it's especially interesting now when Eli is the only one still like living at home. Um, we still have Noah who's very young. Um, so I think like their relationship could mm. evolve. Also, we do at least have another couple seasons. So that's good. Um, at least of SVU, which has been renewed to- till season 24, at least. Um so, you know, I think there is a future. Any final thoughts on this episode of SVU or Organized Crime? Scroll I can think of. I think make sure I didn't miss anything. <laughs> I I'm just ready for for next week. I'm like, I'm I'm excited to see their crossover episodes. I think was were we we talked about this before. They filmed a couple of different things. Yeah. Um like a, like to to be sprinkled throughout I, I believe this, so. This, this season and organized crime too. So I'm 
wondering, I'm looking forward to if any bits that maybe we didn't see from this episode or this instance kind of maybe come around in organized crime, like, or some way. You know, I love a flashback. I live for a little flashback moment. Helps me mm-hmm. not have to look up what the information. Uh, but we'll 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 see. So I, I I'm I'm ex- I'm excited for it to get better. Yeah, I think this was like almost a necessary episode. What like regardless of what you thought about it, because like. There was 10 years where they didn't see each other or talk to each other. So, like, yeah. I think that did have to be addressed. And it probably did have to be addressed a couple of times in a couple of different ways because, like, they did have such a strong bond in the first, mm-hmm. you know, 12 seasons when he was there. So I agree with you. I'm excited to see them move forward. And, like, you know, the the elephant in the room is kind of – it's out now. And so we can kind of, like, start to start, you know, building a new house with the foundation we've set. Yeah. Um, our show is not over yet for anyone who's new to us just cause we're done with the episodes doesn't mean we're done talking. Um, I will say this. I, I, I watching my second viewing of the episode, I was trying to imagine on a USA network marathon where this episode would fall in. And if it is enjoyable by itself, like that was how I was trying mm-hmm. to think about it. That's fair. Because all of the Elliot and Olivia stuff and Elliot meeting the team stuff. I loved it. I, that was so fun. The actual story of the episode is so disappointing mm. <laughs> that I can't imagine this episode, like in the middle of a marathon being like, Oh, I love this one, which is something I say at the beginning of almost every episode of a marathon. Um, yeah. So I, I can't imagine that because all of the like, Linsky's drama and the bombing and that again the like random detour we took at the beginning it's unresolved it's, yeah it's unresolved the case got taken away from them the mm-hmm. case is continuing like we know who, I guess we did solve who murdered Kathy um it was it related weird. to Puglia yeah. it was related to Dylan McDermott's character which we don't know at this time but like we found the guy who did it we took him to trial for arraignment he died <laughs> That's yeah. the case. It's just weird. They were like, okay, SVU, we're going to take this case. You, know, you guys can no longer work on it. We're going to take it and give it to the person, and they're going to work directly. <laughs> it's about, and they're going to work on it directly. They're the only person on the right. team right now. Sure. Yeah. Why I not? really, okay. again, thought that we were building a team. I was like, oh, we met the professor. Now we're going to bring her in because she knows this thing. And then we, uh, I thought we were going to bring everybody in, and we definitely didn't. Um, I do love Hacker Girl, though. I do want to say that. I yes. love Hacker Girl. I, what did the you say Hacker this Girl. piece is called? What was the piece called? All we have is is memories Our or something. In the memory. Oh, yeah. I was like, she's oh, incredible. I agree. She was, like, she was that's all we have. Oh, girl. She was the yeah. best part of the team, and I need her to be part of the team. Well, um, yeah, Daryl, I know a hacker. Yeah, Daryl says organized crimes just seems to be Elliot's show, though. His colleagues didn't get enough. I agree. Um, that said, I would absolutely love uh, to see Elliot come to Benson and be like, you know what? I need a, a young woman to go undercover, um, and we he gets to use Cat or yeah. you know, I, I need Finn. Like, I would love to see that, and and I'm so hoping that's what we get. Um, uh, Daryl says all that is between us is memories. Thank you. Oh, I don't know. Something like that. Yeah. I think that was it. Yeah. Um, am I, is it bad? I don't give a damn. Is Stan the new, like, token black guy? Is he Finn? Does that him? Because he, like, stands by and he, like, makes a 
there's a side eye thing. It's great bone structure. Who? Like um Stan. His name's Stan. Is his name Who's Stan? Stan? In organized in organized crime. He's the the black the black dude. I know they didn't really didn't introduce anybody. They were like, oh yeah, these people. When was the He's, his, he's a black uh, detective. He was with Stabler and organized crime. He went into the interrogation room um, with him when he was talking to the guy. Oh, yeah, hold prison. on. I found him. I found him. I found him. Stan Ferry is his name. Actor Deshaun Harold well, Mitchell. So, you know, I don't ever remember his name. So, you know, I had to, he had to leave an impression. So, I was like, yeah, like, <laughs> so what's going on with him? Did he speak? He did. He. <laughs> Look, he might have had a he had a line on every page, maybe, maybe not. He had a line on every other page. Give him more to say. Yeah, well, I think all yeah, yeah, they'll all probably have more to say as time moves yeah. forward. Yeah, well, for sure. I just don't want right. this to go in the um scandal direction, you know, now that mm. he's back. Because scandal was like all about the cases and Olivia being so like, and then it was like all about their love story, and that's not really interesting. Like it was all was about like, her and the president after a yeah, while. Yeah, like, I yeah, stopped yeah. watching. It was all about her like having an affair with the president. Yeah. Daryl says, Yeah, there was a black detective. He made some jumps. But see, there we see our people. We know. We see him. See down there. I was too busy being like, how are these people joining the team? I'm confused. Yeah. Also, I don't actual, know what like talking. The actual talking to the mob people, like, that's not really my thing. Like, the SVU case is riveting to me. Organized crime, I'm not sure that the cases are as riveting to me, but, like, I'm going to see, you I'll know, because the characters are fun. I just don't know if the subject matters as fun to me. When we, when we first got the announcement the show was happening, a lot of our concern was, are there enough organized crime stories to tell? It's not a procedural. So, yes, there's one story to tell over 13 episodes, <laughs> it seems. I really thought we were going to see um, the the smaller stories, like you know this gang of of drug dealers and this uh, mm. gang of of fraud uh, and like these small little organizations, which lead us to like the pyramid of it, the the mm. larger organization that's running them. And then it turns out, in the end, it's run by an old mob guy. Like, that's what I thought we were going to have on that show. Mm -hmm. That is not that show. Not it so is, far. It is a, a drama series, like a regular drama series. It is not a Law & Order the way we are used to. Yeah, that's, that's not the same formula. You're actually right. All right. Um, here on our show, we like to, you know, we've got some writers on our team, so we like to appreciate the writing. So what are some of the best lines Taylor, what you got? Yeah, I mean, they're more, they're more like not funny this episode. I don't think this like episode was that funny. It was kind of heavy. Um, but just, just going back to Kathy on her deathbed, I just, like I said, such a choice. Um, it's like the old days, the two of you together, always so in sync. You really didn't talk for 10 years. Like, I just know that is going to be how so many shipping fan videos start with that quote. Like, underlaid the clips that they're choosing like that's gonna go down in history um are people still else? doing that oh yeah okay. <laughs> oh yeah okay um trust um but yeah and, and i also like the the little sass that olivia gave him where he was like when's the last time he put cuffs on anybody and olivia goes how's kathy and he's like oh good love turn i just love how she just turned it right on its head cut it off right there um like no, i like that moment a lot um, 
Mine was, I give you my word, I'll behave. And I was like, no, you won't. You Cut are a liar. I'm just leave rolling. <laughs> yeah. Um, no. Yeah, I think that's, I also liked um, uh, when he said, I'm Elliot Stabler, who are you? It's a cat. I, and she was like, she was like, you don't scare me, sir. No. Like, who is this guy? Um, any lines, Felicia? Um, mine, it was just the one. Um, are people still falling for that? When he was like, you can tell us who it is. Don't worry about it. And I was like, <laughs> finally, a character who's like, not like, okay, don't tell anybody. But like, it's like, I'm like, no, I'm not telling you nothing. People really fall for that mess. Like, yeah, people fall for that. But yeah, that, um, that's probably, a, that was my line. I was like, that's very true. Yeah, I also loved uh, when Carisi was like, they know that the DA visited you twice. You're on borrowed time. Borrowed time, yeah. I did like that. Um, All right, so before we do our weekly poll, uh, we do have some show news. Um, And this is news that I'm so excited about. Um, Almost as excited as I was about Stabler's return. Because... I think I know what you're going to say. Yeah. So actor Ethan Kutkowski. I'm so sorry if I'm saying that wrong. Kutkowski? I'm not sure. Ethan. Ethan. He played a character named Henry Mesner in season 14, episode 19, Born Psychopath. He played a 10-year-old who uh, attacked his sister. He shot Amaro. He killed Snowball. R.I.P. No, no. The most heinous murder of SVU history. Absolutely. Henry Messner is returning. Eight years later, he is 18 and would like to be released. And he is returning in an episode being called Postgraduate Psychopath. Yes. The I love most- that. I love that. Finally, finally, the show is taking a case <laughs> of their own. And and bringing it back, we have so many. There have been so many stories that we've had this opportunity that could have happened, and this one is such a good one. It um, really is because yeah. he's like a memorable psychopath, um, a really great story. That episode is one of my favorites. That's the one where Amaro eventually gets to tell his son that he is his dad. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Ugh, I cannot wait for this news. I'm so excited. Wait, did he? I don't remember a lot of the details of that episode except for I do. Rip Snowball. Um, did Hope Davis die in that episode, or is she still alive and kicking? His mom. The mom. Yeah, she's alive. His parents were okay, alive because the only one died. Come back to. Okay, I couldn't remember. That's what I'm saying. I thought so, but I couldn't remember for some reason. I thought he like stabbed someone with scissors, he but I didn't know how that turned out. He okay, got her yeah, in, okay. And then she's upset about it, and he was like, "I want her to laugh." And no one ever yes. does what I want yes. them to do. Girl, I remember this episode. Yeah, that is a scene. good one. I just remember Hope Davis was really good in it. And his dad was pretty good. Like, and so I hope they're like at least make an appearance too. Because I think I remember them being like an integral part of like that episode. I absolutely loved that episode. And I cannot wait for this sequel, I guess. Yeah. Um, so that is our show news. Next up, we have our weekly poll. Uh, we do a poll here every week uh, on Twitter, and we'll tell you the poll now and where to find it. What was our poll last week, Taylor? 
Well, we talked about Locum, which is an amazing episode, and we wanted to know what your favorite Found Girl episode was. Um, coming in in last place, sadly, um, is Avatar, which is season nine, episode two, that got 9.5% of the votes. I know, come on, good episode. Um, coming in at third place, we have Clock, which is season eight, episode two, with 14.3% of the votes. Another good episode. Honestly, all of these were good. Uh, second place, we have Undercover Mother, season 16, episode 15, that got 33.3% of the votes. And coming in at number one is the one we talked about last week, which doesn't really happen that often, but it happened this time. Locum, of course, uh, season 12, episode one, that got 42.9% of the vote, as it should. Such a good episode. Um, I agree. Really great episode. I'm surprised Undercover Mother did not do better. Um, I also did a poll. Uh, oh, it was not a weekly poll. I did a poll after the episode aired um, this week. And I just want to read these results because I find it fascinating. I asked, um, yeah. now that we got our reunion, who's going to keep watching organized crime each week? Oh. The options were I'll keep watching. It's a no for me or I'll binge it postseason. And I am very surprised, um, I guess, about some of these results. 72% said, yes, they're going to keep watching it. 72.5. So like that makes sense. Um, we got 11% saying it's a no for me and 15% saying that they're going to binge it postseason. If you're watching us live in the chat, let me know if you plan to watch Organized Crime each week or if you'll be binging postseason. Um, yeah, so I did my own little poll, but go on. What's this week's poll? This week's poll is um, obviously, we have the return of Elliot Stabler. So, which OG would you want most like to see return next? And remember, OG, I'm talking like season one, episode one. I mean, I know Amara would be great. There's a lot of people peppered in there who have, you know, been there from close to the beginning. But I want the very beginning, which OG squad member. Um, right now, the results are fascinating to me right now, and I'm sure that they'll change. But right now. Um, and last place, we have Brian Cassidy coming in at 11.1%. Wow. I'm shocked. I thought he'd be, like, the triangle that that would, like, that would be crazy. Um, in third place, we have Monique Jeffries with 15.6% of the vote. That makes sense. He's an underrated gem, but, uh, you know, not not the, what people usually think of when they think of SBU. She left early, sadly. Um, very, very close to first and second right now. Um, in second place, we have Cragen, 35.6% of the vote. And number one, we have Munch with 37.8. So I'm really curious to see um, how that might change. But here's the thing. I would not be mad with any of them. I would love to see any of them pop up again. Personally. I'm going to make I'm gonna make a case for Jeffries, uh, mm-hmm. <laughs> for everyone watching and listening, uh, because I think that it's, um, I think that, Jeffries was done so dirty um, mm-hmm. with the way that she was removed from the scene, uh, removed from the show uh, was really, really heartbreaking. And then like the situation after where they kept her on and she was kind of on desk duty and, and she was suing the department. Um, I think that her return would be amazing and epic and everything that we've learned since then would be yeah. interesting um, and wonderful. And so I would love to see Jeffries come back and and be doing something and, and teach us all something about where yeah. we all messed up in season one. That said, I was a believer and might still be that Cassidy's endgame. So Cassidy, I'm also Interesting. making it. Interesting. Ooh, ooh, I love that we have someone with that opinion too. This is such a <laughs> such an interesting little little triangle we got going Felicia, on. Felicia, where are you feeling on this? 
<laughs> I my favorite characters in this series have always been the DA, probably because I like to argue, mm. and I would have probably been a lawyer if I enjoyed school more. Um, but um, is it so- Sonia? I want Sonia. Sonia Paxton's like, dead. She dead. Wait, hold on. <laughs> what season did she die in? You're not, sorry, you don't watch this from the beginning. Like 11, and I, I think. She watched she it in her season. Twelve. Huh? She dies in the Deborah Messing episode. Oh, maybe it is 12 then. Yeah, she, sorry. <laughs> she, she gone. Sonia Baxter dies oh, in the, okay. in the Deborah well, Messing episode. she can't come back. Also, she's not in season one. Wait, you, so wait, oh, they have to be from season one? Yeah, who from, who of an OG oh, member? Because we didn't have a DA back then. I didn't you were. We had Abby Carmichael, right? How, how is somebody not OG if it's been ten years? Come on, if it was like season twelve. Because I'm talking the pilot episode. Tenero went to four, or else I would have. Um, all right, I guess I'll pick. I'll, all right, I'll pick somebody. I'll pick. Um, I'll pick Munch for comedic relief. All right, that's I'll fair. Munch for comedic. I see. Craig, would be nice too. Craig now, deserves an a public yeah. apology. Craig deserves an apology and a parade. I would love to see Cragen interact with Benson now that she's captain. Um, because like he, you know, he wanted her to keep getting promoted and he wanted her to keep going. But I think also like him being like, you see how hard it is? You see? You see what I had to deal with? <laughs> I think that'd be great. Never disrespect me again. Like, yeah, especially with Kat being like kind of rogue and like always kind of wanting to do her own thing of like, oh, you got, oh, I see you have one of you. Okay, yeah, <laughs> I see you got one of yourself. You All got right, two. Cool. You got two of you. Um, because Rollins also originally was a mess. Um, we'll tell you in a little bit where to find the poll. Uh, we have a new segment here where we ask, "What did we learn? Um, what did we learn this episode?" Bro, I learned so much. I also learned so much. <laughs> Who would like yeah, to I'll begin? Go first, then, because okay. I'm not Taylor. Do you like. want to go first? Sure. I mean, I learned that Puglia was a place. I Puglia. learned that Elliot Puglia, whatever. I have a G in it. I know it's Italian. Well, and then and that brings me to my next point. I learned that Elliot speaks Italian and has been living in Rome. Yep. Um, and I think the most important thing that I learned is that Dickie has a lot of facial hair now. <laughs> yeah, I think those are great. I also learned that. Um, that Stabler now speaks Italian. I learned that Kathy essentially gave her blessing. Um, yeah. <laughs> I, <clears throat> wait, can I, share, can I share a theory that I've read? Yes. We didn't see Kathy's body. So people <laughs> are like, ooh, is she in witness protection or something? Which I don't think is true because I feel like everyone would have to be in witness protection. Yeah, the kids then. would be. But that would be... That would be something. Here's what I'll say. Uh, in sci-fi rules, uh, it's nobody, no death. That's like a very famous sci-fi thing. Mm-hmm. This show is grounded in reality. Right. Um, that said, uh, we did kill off Alex and then she was in witness protection. Mm-hmm. Um, it is possible, but I think the kids, especially Eli, would have also been put into witness protection. Right, I did too. But it would just that would that would throw a wrench in things. If she I'm, comes back season finale or something. Woo. I'm so sorry, you guys. I don't think it's gonna happen. I think Kathy is gone. RIP Kathy Stabler because literally this is his origin story for this mm. series. And if we take that away, what else, what else is he fighting for? You know what I'm saying? That's why I said like yeah. you saw a happy stabler. 
So something had to happen to make him unhappy, to motivate him to do the actions that he's doing now. Uh, what did I learn? I learned that you cannot always teach a dog, an old dog, new tricks. Because even though he said he understood, he really didn't understand. He really didn't understand. He was saying he understood. He was saying that he got it. But he really didn't got the concept like you can't do these things anymore. And just really realizing that, like, times change. And just because you take yourself away from a situation doesn't mean that that situation stops moving. That thing keeps moving and time keeps going on. And you can't just pop back in where you left off and doing the same thing that you used to do. That's what I learned. Um, I learned that the show chose uh, to use a kind of outdated trope called fridging. Um, for those who don't know what fridging is, this is what you learned. Um, so fridging is uh, was originally created by a comic book, um, is in the comic book world, uh, and it is a trope whereby female characters are affected by an injury, raped, or killed, uh, or depowered. Um, in a way to, uh, it's a plot device intended to move the male character story arc forward. So, yeah, that was very cool. 90s. <laughs> yeah. Um, so I'm not a fan of fridging. Um, another example of fridging would be in Deadpool 2. Um, so uh, luckily they addressed it in Once Upon a Deadpool, which was the PG-13 version. But um Bridging is this like real sad thing where a male character gets his motivation by killing a woman. Um, yeah, no, that's a good point. I and I, yeah, don't love that part of it, of course, because it's like let 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 females have agency in their own stories and their own personalities, and not just be a plot device for guys to have shows. And I, to be I fair, Kathy's always been a plot device for Stabler. She's never really had agency. Um, yeah, she was always Stabler's wife. Like she was yeah. not like Kathy. Like she was like Stabler's wife, whose name is Kathy. Yeah, yeah, um, that's true. So, just some things to think about as that show continues, because it really is all. I'm angry because my wife is dead. Um, well, it kind of centers around women, no? Because we're we're not we're not totally there yet where the, this is named Richard Wheatley. We're not totally there yet to understand his motivation, but something did happen with his first wife, this Professor Wheatley, that is extremely motivating to him even when his father tried to apologize for being racist. I was like, this is the worst. I did not mean to be a racist, but I'm a racist <laughs> apology I've ever heard in my life. Yeah. Uh, uh, but there's there's a motivation with that too. You know, a woman is motivating him too, though, or the love you know, a love of his life. I don't know what he got going on with that young girl. She fly, but I don't know what he got going on with her. Well, I guess we'll find out if we watch. I'm going to watch it, I think. You and a lot of people. Uh, <laughs> um, yeah, so that's what we learned. Uh, let us know what you learned in the comments on YouTube or if you're listening to our podcast version, wherever you are listening, you can leave us a comment. Um, before we tell you where to find the poll and wrap things up, I want to remind everybody um of the hotline, just in case you need it again. The number is 1-800-656-4673, 1-800-656-4673. We love SVU and we'll continue watching, continue talking about it. Next week's episode is called Welcome to Petto Hotel. So there's that. Nice. Um, these titles. Then, these titles, some of them are fantastic. <laughs> some of them are hunt, repeat, whatever. Yeah. Um, <laughs> 
Um, until next week, which I believe is your birthday, Taylor. It might be. It yeah. might be. We're the fact that we get to talk about Welcome to the Pato Hotel on my birthday. Thank you, universe. Like, that just feels right. Feels organic. Uh, but where can everyone find you until next week and the poll? You guys can find me on Twitter at alphabet underscore and you can find me on Instagram at Taylor underscore Gates underscore. Yay. Uh, Felicia, you're on Instagram. Yes, I am on Instagram at it's Felicia Michelle. Sometimes I tweet not really good at it, but I'm on Twitter at it's Felicia on air. I haven't got a blue um, check mark, guys. I don't go on that dish. Um, also, if you want to see us uh, doing shenanigans, you can go check out a stream. It was called Drink or Dare, uh, where we all did some dares and drink. Uh, it's available at twitch.tv slash Teagle. That's me. I'm Yel Teagle. I'm everywhere at Yel Teagle. That's Y A E L T Y G I E L. And uh, I also do a superhero show called Super Lady Hero Hour on Wednesdays on this channel on Fanversation. Um, and if you're listening to our audio version, thank you so much. We appreciate you. If you're here live, we are here every Sunday. And this has been fantastic. Thank you so much for joining us. Happy Easter. Happy Easter. Happy Resurrection Sunday for some other folks. But um, just happy Live Your Life Day. And stay with Yeah, stay with Amazing. All right, bye, everybody. <laughs>